The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rosalind Renee, and welcome to another episode of the show. Welcome to a new series, sis. So I really hope you enjoy the last series I did on um, attachment styles. I really enjoyed doing it. It snatched my own edges when I was actually prepping for it and recording. So I heard a lot of feedback from y'all about how good it was. And for those of you that loved the series, Make sure to leave a review on the podcast because I really just want to, again, like I kind of told myself over the course of this year, I wanted the podcast to be more about educating you all a little bit more. Uh, I know that I've talked about my experience, which is always helpful, but just offering just a little bit more value in other ways that you can kind of build your own self-awareness and also be a little bit more uh, just I guess kind of just have some more background into some of the things that I do with clients, but also have learned from my own personal mental health journey in a more educational way that can be useful for you. So I hope the attachment series was bomb for you, girl. We're in a new series this time, and I wanted to talk a little bit about emotions and kind of really how to deal with negative emotions. This came up and why I wanted to talk about this was from doing the attachment series. I know that I talked about my attachment style probably was um, avoidance. And I have worked with a number of people as well as had coaching clients and um, friends and just have had multiple conversations around this idea of avoidance. And naturally, how much, how many of us have actually dealt with avoidance or still do avoid a lot of things when it comes to dealing with emotions? And so I wanted to kind of go in depth a little bit more around why avoidance doesn't really work, but really what it means to go through emotions, to feel them, and to actually move through them versus like, completely avoiding avoiding them like the plague and really talking about why avoidance just doesn't work and it actually doesn't serve you because it really does limit you from being able to identify your triggers have a lot more self-awareness of what it is and overall I feel like holistically just give you a different viewpoint Um, and so in this series I'm going to be talking about um, this particular episode I'm going to be going through kind of a little bit of my story with avoidance and what why I want to talk about this what negative uh, what negative feelings are and what do they feel like and then kind of the difference between avoiding emotions versus managing emotions and in the next two podcasts I'm going to talk a little bit about and this may be a longer series I'm still not sure but managing emotions in a healthier way and also avoidance coping so I don't know if avoidance coping is going to come first or second but we'll go from there so I'm going to kind of associate this series some with sharing my story but also give you way more of the educational background of it 
because I feel like for a long period of time, I dealt with a lot of avoidance coping. Um, and again, that will be a whole dedicated episode to give you some feedback on what that actually is and how it can manifest. Because I think a lot of us don't know we are avoiding emotions. And because emotions have such a high level of uncomfortability and we don't like to be uncomfortable, it's easy for us to just kind of say, oh, I'll let this go. And I don't want to paint the picture of like, you're always going to be pushing through emotions. There are going to be times where you're going to have to compartmentalize stuff to just get through the day, girl. Like I'm not trying to uh, make y'all feel like you have to always feel your emotions, but in some degree, you'll learn kind of how to process them better. And hopefully give you some skills around um, what you can do when you are feeling those high levels of emotion. And then also to some degree, which is also why I put the podcast about suffering in before this episode, is really understand that there are certain seasons where you just don't have the capacity to always even sometimes move through emotions because you're just busy and you have a lot to do. So I say all this to say is, you know, this should be managed with, you know, professional I do believe that therapy is very impactful and help you it can help you get some skills but also if you are finding that you're just trying to navigate through your own self-awareness journey I definitely think that this is something to be aware of and also have somebody you can talk to about this so why did I want to talk about this so my experience really with learning about emotional identification started with counseling when I would come to counseling often and basically tell my therapist, girl, I'm fine, or, you know, I'm good, or all of that. And she really kind of switched the game up on me very quickly because she really started to help me see, like, no, you're experiencing disappointment, or no, you're experiencing rejection, or no, you're experiencing fear. And really sometimes that deep-rooted fear was feelings of abandonment or feelings that I'm not good enough, or lack of worthiness. And like, to sit in those emotions was extremely uncomfortable because naturally, I'm going to avoid that at all costs because I always used to feel like I could perform my way out of what I felt, which I'll talk about in a second. And so the process of processing emotions is really challenging because most of the time, unless you just had parents that really, really helped you navigate through this I don't know if that is for all of us but especially like the millennial age and and Gen Z too we all are like highly emotionally aware now but we also don't have the skills to often navigate through our emotions and if you're also thinking about this more in a faith perspective most of us have probably grown up in some way shape or form being exposed to like toxic positivity, which basically means like everything is going to work out, everything's going to be fine, which is true, but it also doesn't validate or acknowledge what you feel and lack of validation or acknowledgement can often make you feel as though what you feel is invalid or what you're feeling is shameful or even make you feel as though if you are feeling some negative, uncomfortable emotions, you're bad, you're doing something wrong and you need it, you need to get it together. And that's just kind of from my perspective. And so processing emotions not only can be challenging, but on the other side of it, this helps you build self-awareness, 
which helps you be able to kind of then navigate for yourself what this looks like. And I'll talk about self-awareness in a second. And so for me to learn emotions were just uncomfortable, but not shameful. <laughs> it was hard because I often, as a person who really struggled with performance, people pleasing, lack of boundaries and avoidance, I often felt like I could solve my way or perform my way out of something, meaning, oh, I just need to do more or I just need to, um, I would use these external factors as ways to validate that I'm doing a good job. And what that was is creating these false senses of validation that never really brought me joy. They ultimately just burnt me out. So what that practically looks like was um, I'm naturally an achiever. So I don't think parts of my personality have left, but I've had to really check myself over the last couple of years to say achievement doesn't validate me. I am validated, period. And I just love to help in some way. And that me helping other people doesn't validate me. It's just an expression of the way that I love to help. And so when I feel worthy or I have really spent a lot of years working on worthiness, it really is me not working through a place of shame and guilt and feeling as if I'm not doing enough or I'm not there yet or I am not at the right place or um, my lane isn't important. Because I think often when we sit in shame and I think also, too, with millennials and Gen Z, we have had this high level of exposure to everyone else's life. Like I can remember being in high school with a Nokia phone and not having really social media. I don't really remember Facebook till really end of senior, like senior year college. So this was like 2008. And so I wasn't really exposed to a lot of like my friends' thoughts, feelings, emotions. There are stupid things that they would say. We would just hear about it. But as an adult now, being exposed to people's accomplishments can often make you feel like you're behind and it can really create a lot of insecurities. And so with saying that, there can be often times where even processing past trauma with parents or your friends or things that happen in, in old relationships feels extremely uncomfortable because it requires a high level of also self-responsibility. And so... My feelings around this have, in my experience, because my experience is not everybody's experience. Everybody's not a performance-based person. Um, Some people are people that can just kind of let things go, and that's fine. But also, my ability to kind of cope through when I would feel negative emotions was performance-based fixing, which basically, the what that's my own term, y'all. That ain't probably no professional term. But, like, instead of knowing that I'm just experiencing, I'm a human and I'm just experiencing a natural emotion that humans experience. Every human, no matter who they are, experiences sadness, anger, disappointment, anxiety, nervousness, um, stress, frustration. Uh, You are not in any shape or form feeling something that somebody else has not felt. And I think the quicker we realize that, the quicker we can understand that we're not by ourselves in this process of feeling natural emotions. But because there's, if if you've experienced avoidance or might find yourself being somebody that's avoidant, 
you may not see it that way. You may think being sensitive makes you weak. You may be, you may see sensitive as, you know, a waste of time or might have grown up feeling as though, oh, you need to let that go or stop all that crying or so you don't even have the tools or really the language to know how to navigate through these very uncomfortable things, which is also why I say these things should be managed with a professional, which is also why I always say people need to be in therapy. But also on the other side of that, doing this, doing therapy and coupling that with God, which is always what I will preach I do believe that God is enough. Now, don't now hear me out. The Lord is enough. The Lord can sustain any of these things that I'm saying. But sometimes we need more language and the opportunity to process through to know what we're bringing to God, because it often can be very hard when you just don't have the skills to learn on your own often. And so what these I really want to talk through what these negative emotion what are negative feelings and what do they feel like so just in a basic way you know negative feelings could be um anger rage hate anxiety all of those things and these emotions can cause stress because sometimes we're triggered we're triggered about things outside of our control and so the reaction to often these emotions is that we react and the way that we react to our emotions is a lot about how we cope and how we go to things for relief. And so I think sometimes, especially when you're overwhelmed and stressed, you can kind of try to figure out how to rationalize what's going on with your way that you cope. So example of this could be um, if you're struggling in relationships with family and you find that you are always saying yes to certain things or always, um, you know, putting yourself on the back burner for other people and finding that you're not getting that same back. And so often you can kind of rationalize with yourself instead of understanding that there's just a natural lack of boundaries. There is a um, perspective that you have to put yourself on the back burner for things and for people. And then it really causes you a lot of harm but they don't realize how much they're hurting you. Or um, you might be in a really tough season in your marriage. And tough seasons in marriage are hard because you are two different human beings with two different experiences, with two different perspectives and two different ways of dealing with things. And so sometimes having to learn to react to things your husband or your wife does may be a thing where you have to really have a lot of self-responsibility and self-understanding of what you actually are feeling and why you're triggered. And so when we are triggered in any way, and when I say triggered, I'm talking about like when you feel in your body, in your mind, stress, tension, overwhelm of any kind, you may go to things for relief. So one of the things that was really big for me um, before really more recently was dealing with stress by eating. Um, I have since really found a way to like process through because I daily process through my emotions. Um, In my time with God journal, which will be coming out um, in the end of September, top of October, I use that every day to process my emotions. So I'm very aware of where I'm, what I'm using to cope if I am feeling triggered. That doesn't mean like, girl, I ain't gonna want no sweet tea or something if I get upset. But just like 
knowing how you cope and cope is really how you deal with it. So if you're someone that finds that you're in a rough season, you may go to alcohol more. Um, Just knowing that helps you understand, like, I may be experiencing a high level of stress. There's no shame there. Like, I, I, I definitely empathize and am compassionate to people who may use substances in some way, shape or form, because there is some level of hurt and pain there that is unprocessed. Or you might be experiencing some a really high level of stress in a moment and needs help to process through it. And so when you go to these things for relief or go to things for relief or find that you mindlessly scroll social media because you want to avoid, you know, work or avoid feeling something, it is a way to kind of cope because you're trying to deal with what's happening. And relief isn't bad, but over time, those suppressed and unprocessed emotions manifest themselves in different ways. Unhappiness, high levels of sadness, depression, um, feelings of like you don't have any support, you don't feel like anybody's listening, no, nothing is being fixed, nothing is changing. And really it's about identifying and really be able to come to a place of understanding of what it is that is happening so that you can be able to kind of start processing through it. And so the difference between avoiding versus managing emotions and here kind of, I want to kind of give you some tips to manage emotions, but I'm going to give you a whole episode on managing emotions, but I wanted to talk about avoidance in a deeper way. So pretty much like what avoidance in general is, is avoiding feelings or avoidance coping, basically, is a way to avoid stressors instead of dealing with them. And this can manifest in so many ways. Like I could go, this is why I have a whole episode I'm going to dedicate to this, because it looks so different for people. And I think we would be surprised of how much, especially my brothers and sisters, my African-Americans, how much we avoid. Like, we were not given a lot of tools, y'all, like, to be very frank. And also, the tools we were given are often labeled as anger or acting out or all of these things. And so it is, so when you see somebody like expressing in a very, maybe, I won't say violent way, but just more so in a way that's like, oh, that's really uncomfortable. It, we have not been given tools. And also we have not been appreciated for expressing our feelings because our expression of feelings is always more, more than often dummy down as kids, as adults. And especially as us who, who are millennials who are learning now this beautiful term called gentle parenting, to look at like my son often and like hear him cry is like, want to say, well, you ain't got nothing to cry about. But truly as a two-year-old, he doesn't know nothing about how do I manage my emotions? He's learning that. And the only way he's going to learn that is from me. But often we have never been felt, been given the opportunity. So most of the time, we either don't know what we feel or we avoid it altogether because it's naturally uncomfortable. Or many of us, especially those of us who grew up kind of in the time frame of, you know, college was a big thing. Our parents basically taught us in order to be successful, you got to go achieve all these things. And so we've thrown ourselves into 
work and performance and trying to be the best and we don't know how to cope. And so avoidance can look like a lot of different things. It can look like a lack of boundaries, which ultimately leads to burnout and high stress. And boundaries is not always saying no. Boundaries are often sometimes asking for help so you don't burn yourself out. Sometimes boundaries are um, learning how to not spend money. Sometimes boundaries are not using things to validate you. Sometimes boundaries are um, being able to stand your ground about something and really not move. Sometimes boundaries are cutting off relationships. Like it's very deep, but oftentimes we don't know how to really deal because it's so overwhelming. And so overcoming avoidance requires changing your outlook and the way you cope with stress, aka renewing your mind. So I'm bringing this back to a faith perspective because I think that oftentimes we look at, um, you know, like it's, it's, it's not on us to know that when we come to God, we're just automatically going to learn this and you're not like, I'm just going to tell y'all you're not like, you're going to get saved and you're going to have to literally learn this your entire life with God. And not to say you won't get there, but it's really, really, you know, a thing that requires work. And so I want to bring the scripture, Romans 12 and 2, that basically says, this is a new living translation that says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing and perfect. And most of the time, we don't feel like God's will is good, pleasing, and perfect. Okay, girl, we struggle with this because renewing our mind requires something of us to enact change. And you're not changing on your own, especially if you're a believer. You're changing with the Holy Spirit, who is the ever-present, eternal spirit of God with you. And so you can't avoid with God. Like there is no level of avoidance with the Lord. It, there's just it, it it can't happen in a relationship with God you are exposed you are naturally exposed and so because of that high level of vulnerability it can often feel very challenging to renew our mind because it means that we have to then start addressing things and doing things and feeling things that we don't want to feel and so Managing these negative emotions is more about embracing them, um, feeling them, understanding and determining why you are feeling that way, and really allowing yourself to just kind of receive what you're feeling, like knowing this is there and knowing that you can eventually release it and move on. What is this season teaching you? What is this relationship teaching you? How is this relationship challenging you how is the situation uh, renewing your mind how is this perspective allowing you to see other people's um have compassion for other people what is this situation helping you see i know i talked a little bit about like my attachment style with my parents but going through that helped me to see and have some compassion that they had trauma themselves they weren't given tools themselves So their experience is only coming from the place of which that they have trauma that may 
for the rest of their lives be unprocessed in my opinion but they've overcome a lot in a way that I have to look at that with the eyes of compassion versus the eyes of blame and that takes time to get to like you're going to blame for a while I'm just gonna be honest you're gonna be very angry very upset but when you move through that anger and and can kind of see compassion it's a lot easier to then be in relationship and do those things but some situations are still extremely unhealthy so with the personal experience of managing emotions i want you all to remember this 100 percent. if you don't remember anything else in this podcast managing emotions requires a high level of self-awareness a high level of self-responsibility a high level of self-advocacy and a high level of personal development. So I say this to say with self-awareness, you are not aware when you avoid. You may be aware, but you may just not want to deal with it. And and I say this to say that even though, you know, emotions aren't always, I know like people say feelings aren't facts. And I believe that is true to some degree. But I do feel like emotions navigate you through um, what is the trigger and what is the problem? Like, what is really my problem right now at this point? What am I really feeling? Am I feeling disappointed? And if you ignore that, you often are then left with resentment and disappointment and you it's unresolved. So it requires a high level of self-awareness, which is a process to learn. It requires a lot of unboxing. It requires a lot of you looking at yourself, other people. The self-responsibility piece is really at that point is how am I contributing to this situation and in the moment you may not think you're contributing like when I used to deal with my attachment style with my parents there was no level of self-responsibility but as an adult as a 30 something year old woman now am I going to live my entire life blaming them for what happened or am I going to take some self-responsibility and say this is what I experienced this is what I know now this is how I can continue to move And most times we stay in the place of this is what I experienced and place a lot of blame. But where's the self-responsibility in that aspect? And so sometimes it takes time. It took me years to kind of learn, but it, because it required such a level of talking through it, that it helped me begin to see what I was, uh, what could I do in that moment? Because sometimes we easily go from being triggered to what can I do? And that's cool. But if that, what can I do is what you do without actually feeling the emotion. You can oftentimes burden your plate with more things to externally try to fix it versus looking at yourself to have introspection. Self-advocacy, which basically looks like advocating for yourself, asking for support. Like I can say as a parent, having a partner and I, and I, my hat goes off to single moms for sure, but having a partner meant asking my husband for help asking him to do certain things, asking him to say, I am not the only parent here, sir. And like asking for that assistance. Self-advocacy is also like standing your ground with things. Like you won't be overwhelmed with people who cross your boundaries. Like that's a boundary for me. And so I'm not going to be overwhelmed with friends who get upset if I don't answer the phone. Like, sorry, sis, like not always available. Um, And so like, those are things of like having to know how to manage emotions and then personal development, constantly learning, constantly growing and understanding this in a way. 
And so sometimes this takes time, especially if some of those things are deep rooted or if other people are involved, because a lot of times it's not just us. There is often other people that are involved or other people that are impacted by our reactions to our avoidance or our reactions to our negative emotions, our kids, you know, other friends, etc. So in some cases, you may be learning about this. So give yourself time and be kind to yourself to learn when, you know, as you're learning a healthier perspective of what this may look like. And also, you know, I I say the word be kind to yourself because I I really have gotten over the term of giving yourself grace. I don't like that term because I feel like it doesn't like how do I give myself grace? But kindness to yourself is knowing that you are worthy and giving yourself permission to know that this is a process. So I think in the next episode, I'm going to talk through what avoidance coping is. Um, I'm really going to also go there a little bit more of like this in a more faith perspective because I think um, essentially with avoidance, uh, avoidance can often be very much so found in our faith because we don't know or believe that God can handle it. Or we don't often feel as though we know God to be able to share it with him. Now, I've also heard a lot of people kind of say they don't know if they're, you know, hearing God or hearing themselves, but like, knowing how to share with God your heart is really important um and so in the next episode I'll talk a little bit about avoidance coping and then I'll close it out if there's not another episode with how to manage emotions and how to manage them better so be on the lookout for that make sure you are on my email list because I send out a weekly reflection to my email list every Friday morning Um, I really enjoy doing that. I think I'm just going to like, I love reflection time. And so I'm going to keep doing that. Additionally, they're going to be the first ones to know about my time with God challenge, as well as when my time with God journal comes out and make sure you are following me on YouTube, girl. I am posting vlogs and I plan to do a couple sit down videos soon around some of these topics so that you can kind of have a visual perspective. Um, and I hope to record the podcast actually on video soon. I just have to get my setup together, sis. So yeah, those are all the things. Make sure you leave a review for the podcast. Follow me on Instagram. And if you are looking for a therapist, check out the show notes. Um, I have a free help me find a therapist guide. It's going to give you all the websites, um, you can use to find a therapist, especially if you are using your insurance or questions that you want to ask your therapist when you finally have a consultation with them. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode, girl. Make sure you just leave a review. I don't think I said that twice already, but leave a review. I love you, sis. I hope that you have a wonderful week and I will talk to you soon.